Welcome back to Spinal Tap Minute. We're on episode 64 of the podcast where we analyze, scrutinize, and none more black eyes the movie This is Spinal Tap, one magnificent minute at a time. I'm Heidi Bennett of HeidiBennett.com. And I'm Sean German of 5MinutesOfMime.com. And with us today is our special guest returning, you know him from Owly, it's Andy Runton. Hello, hello. Hello, Welcome hello. Back, Andy. hello. Welcome Thank back. you so much. Thank you for having me back. Absolutely. This is uh this is exciting. Yeah, okay. we wanted to have you for the ups, and then now you're gonna help us get through the the downs. Oh, <laughs> downs. A down. Oh, well, at least it's before the puppets. I got here before the puppets. <laughs> pre puppets. <laughs> I'm pre puppets. Yeah, pre pre-jazz odyssey and uh so we won't talk about that but uh yeah Oof. it's getting yeah. uh it's getting the tension is rising the tension yes. is rising. yes yeah so let's talk about minute 64 which uh starts with uh david yelling at nigel and we end with derek telling marty about his role uh kind of as the middleman of the band and in between david and nigel have a a bit of a disagreement and something about Janine that Nigel's not not too happy about. Whatever she is. <laughs> Whatever she is. Whatever the fuck she is. <laughs> and this is like that 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 that's a good kicking off point. I think we've talked a little bit about uh their accents that these are Americans. Right. I'm impressed that when when someone can yell in an accent, right, and and sound angry and foreign at the same time. It sounded good to me, at least. Yeah, there's no lapses. I mean, I've seen, you know, uh, you know, not that I can catch. I'm sure there are some lapses that some people would catch. But, um, I mean, there's sometimes I'll watch movies and somebody's supposed to be British or something. And I'm like, what did he just say? That was not British. He slipped right. out. He slipped out of, out of character there for a minute. But these guys commit. They committed, you know, and they are. It's very believable. Very believable. Yeah, and so if, if we I, we've mentioned it before, but if you're anyone who's just joining us for the first time, jumping in at minute sixty four, <laughs> that uh, this argument uh, we believe is inspired by the Trogs tapes, which is a tape of the band the Trogs and a an argument they had in the studio. Andy, are you familiar with with the Trogs tape? I am not familiar with it, but it reminded me a little bit of some of the Beatles uh, spats. That were happening when um, when uh, Yoko was around, and some of that stuff. I remember. I guess I've heard just some clips and things of of uh, you know the in betweens between mm -hmm. uh, takes, and it was just like oof. Yeah, it's a little too close. It's a little too close, especially. I'm sure Heidi and you know both of you guys, you know, dealing with artists. I mean, this is this is the kind of stuff that happens. You know, yeah. I mean, it's uh, emotions are running high and. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was. It's a little too close to the truth, you know. It's uh, it's very uncomfortable, and this is like I said, it was. This is the part of the movie where you're just like, oh gosh, what's happening? Why am I watching this? But you got to see it through, you know. You got to see it through. So. Right. Yeah. This is. It's. It's. Um. Huh, some movies have a of a third act that you almost like once you've gone through it you never really want to go through it again and that's kind of how this is not quite to the extent of say um what's love got to do with it where mm -hmm. 
you know, I'll watch the beginning of that movie, <laughs> the middle of that, you know, touches of the performances in the middle because they're powerhouse, you know, uh, performances where they're on stage, um, you know, Tina Turner, and then I'll just skip through <laughs> the really <laughs> ugly parts of it. And then the triumphant end. So <laughs> this is our this is a, a, a much uh, lesser version of that. You know, they're not throwing each other through glass or beating up each other thankfully physically but there is some there is a heated emotional yeah Yeah. and thankfully oh go ahead go ahead i was gonna say thankfully this uh it's relatively quick this uncomfortable scene and and andy you were mentioning off air that in the raw cut in the uh the deleted scenes this is actually a much longer thing the whole recording uh kind of process or this section of the film where they're in the studio, there's a lot more to it that that gets cut out, and yeah, you know, a lot again, more another- of Derek, a lot more of Derek in this, in the, you know, kind of in the sound booth and mm-hmm. talking to them, and it's just, uh, it's painful. It's painful. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we get the point. We know, you know, we know the tensions among the band. We know the tension between Nigel and Janine, so we can we can kind of pick up right away when we come in. Um, and yeah, there's there's a little bit of Derek. When uh, when Nigel really starts to lay into David, and we get the uh, the Jesus Christ, this is all we need. <laughs> this is all we need. Like he's he's aware, but he you know again he's the like the middleman, the buffer between Nigel and David, and he's been he's been trying to you know he's been aware, but not wanting to stir up this particular pot that is that is boiling over here. Yeah, and speaking of him being aware. Um... Is there anything else we want to specifically talk about in this scene, or should we kind of segue over to this much more relaxed, loungy, <laughs> tufted seat? Uh, another well, bra- I, I very kind of, brown room. <laughs> it's a very, yeah, a very study yeah. kind of place. But um, I think the thing that got me about this scene, and, and honestly, the whole movie, it's interesting because I remember on the VHS copy that I watched this on, it was probably taped off of uh, HBO or something like that. Right. So it had an R rating and it was just for language. You know, that's all it was. It was, (laughs) it wasn't for anything else. It was just for language. And it's so funny because this is so common now, but back then hearing so many F words in, you know, in uh in a movie like this i was just like oh my gosh i can't believe they talk like this but now it's <laughs> right. it's like it's like it, it's totally fine you know but at the time when i watched it i was like oh my gosh but it's just so raw you know they just they don't care about the rating they don't you know it's just i think it just it just makes it feel really genuine you know and you can really see the frustration between the two of them you know I mean, they're like they're like brothers, but yeah. closer to the brothers. Right? Yeah, closer to the brothers. <laughs> and I, I, I did have one thing, uh, something we talked about last minute. We were kind of wondering where this was filmed, like where the actual studio is, yeah. mm-hmm. where filming take place uh, took place. And I did a little bit of research, and I did not find anything on the studio, but I did find that Derek is drinking Drambuie. Okay. Drambuie is. We were wondering what what Derek was drinking as he's standing behind the, uh, the sound panel there. So it's a bottle of Drambuie. So in and case anyone was, Drambuie is like a kind of like a liqueur, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, it's whiskey and honey and spices, sort of a, a golden colored liqueur. 
that he's kind of sipping from the bottle as he's uh, watching the scene unfold. Gotcha. Well, I'm glad you identified that for us. <laughs> That's now what I know when I want to. Well, and I, I, I just want to mention, exactly. uh, you know, for all the listeners out there, hope you're taking notes. There will be a test at the end of the podcast. <laughs> so remember Drambuie. Remember Drambuie. <laughs> okay. So speaking of Derek, we move on to a little bit. I think this is the first one-on-one between Marty and Derek uh, talking about his role right. in the band. And yeah, I love this. Uh, I love this scene mainly because it calls forward to the end credits, and these mm-hmm. are. I think this is the same part of the same little interview that Derek has, where he says he's a full time dreamer. Be a, right, wants to right. be a full time dreamer. I mean, it's just that that calmness about him, and just the way that they juxtapose this. Again, I, I think it just comes down to the editing of this and the way that they put it together. So you know, you get that horrible fight. But the frustration of it, and then, it, like you said, just smooth jazz, right? Just yeah, <laughs> just gonna just gonna cut through, cut back to Derek here in the wherever he is, a steakhouse or something. Well, yeah, he's, he's yeah. a complicated character. So on stage, we've got this this wild man in S and M gear who's like wearing these animal pelts during Stonehenge, and then here he's he's got his pipe. There's probably a, a glass of brandy just off off camera. You know, in this 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 old timey, you know, traditional steakhouse or men's club where it's uh, you know it's it's brandy and cigars, and he's got his pipe and he's just talking about uh, pondering life. And it's yeah, so we've the, he's a complicated man. There's many sides to uh, to Derek Smalls is, is what we're learning, and a bit of an educated man. So he mentions, educated. I think that's yeah. the funniest part, <laughs> uh, I, and you see that a lot. In in the Simpsons, you know, when Homer puts on his glasses, yeah, and Dudley is really smart or something like that, and he, you know, and it's that same kind of thing where he's like, you know, they're they're poets, yeah, you know, like like Shelley or Byron, and I assume he's talking about Percy Shelley, not not Mary, not the uh, not the author. <laughs> You're of give him the benefit of the doubt on that. On that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm just my assumption. You can you know assume your own things. We don't really know, but uh, yeah, so he knows. Shelley and Byron, I guess part of that traditional English education. And they were, uh, you know, they were poets and authors and they were friends. And uh, it's believed that they were, I don't know if they've ever, you know, if they came out and said specifically, oh, I wrote this because of this guy. But I think it's it's believed and accepted that kind of it was a bit of a friendship slash rivalry where each pushed the other for artistic achievement. And so that's... uh. That's the roles that Derek is assigning to to David and Nigel. Yeah, I mean, it's um, I don't know. It's it's what <laughs> it's what makes this movie so fascinating is that they were able to craft this narrative out of this. You know, what with uh, from the first minute Janine shows up, right to mm-hmm. all the way to here, all the way, you know, to her getting rid of uh, Ian, yeah. and then yeah, I had to. I, I almost said Liam. But again, we're going to. been gone so long. We, we've been <laughs> so long. Last chap. Yeah. Yeah. No, but uh, getting rid of Ian and the and the progressing into managing the band and uh, and then the dyna- and then the way that the dynamic has changed in the band because of her, you know. And it's like I don't know. It's just a, it's a it's an amazing thing that they were able to put that together, and it was probably already already there. But to highlight it 
through the editing process is just, uh, I'm just fascinated by it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> sorry, everybody. I just hit the mic. <laughs> mic to the forehead. That's what that's done. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I did. Uh, yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> I'm, uh, I was actually looking at my phone and looking at Marty DeBerge. Looks like he's like stroking his beard. Yeah. Sort of. And contemplation. He's, yeah. He's like matching, matching. Derek sort of in there. Yes. And they're gentlemanly hanging out. And, and I, I was just curious what he's drinking. Cause his, his is like a, maybe it's iced tea, but like in a fancy glass or something is it's filled with ice and lemon, either yeah, that or like some sort of cocktail. There, so. um, yeah. And then that looks that like there's a, a, um, aquarium behind him too. Although right. I don't Definitely see an any aquarium. Fish. Yeah. It could be a, it could be a restaurant. It could be somebody's house. If we're assuming it was all shot in LA, you know, mm-hmm. it's wherever they could figure out where they could shoot. You know? Yeah. There is a full bar behind Derek. So oh, I it could you. be someone's house if they have like a full, you know, lounge. Yeah, a man cave, you would call it now, but yes. like a bachelor pad back then or whatever you would call it. Yeah. My husband and I like to go to estate sales and sometimes we come across these. We especially will go to estate sales if the the home looks like it's something from the, you know, 40s, 50s or 60s, because a lot of times they will have like a crazy, you know, a rec room or bachelor pad kind of um, bar set up with maybe one of them that we went to recently. It had a a zebra skin on the wall. <laughs> Bear skin uh, on the floor, zebra skin on the wall. Exactly. It looked like they knew how to have a good time there. We did we went to another one where it was packed with um, all sorts of keyboards and pianos and, you know, big record collection, a hi-fi and everything. And that's one of my favorite things besides finding interesting things to purchase is just looking at these homes where certain rooms just seem to have stopped in 1967 and mm-hmm. not changed at all. Yeah. I mean, I remember um, my uh, my former publisher, he lived, he, he used to live in Huntington Beach and so not that far from LA and uh, yeah. his parents' house was, was stuck in Brady Bunch time. You know, it just <laughs> looked like that time and, and, you know, the shag carpet and everything. And in the corner of the room and of the living room was a complete bar just there, you know, like they didn't drink it. It was just, that was part of the decor when they, you know, when they designed that house and, and there it right. stayed, you know, like, what do you do with it? And, you know, like in the early eighties, it wasn't that far from that time, so it, it easily could have been somebody's house. But the the little lamp on the table makes me kind of think that it's probably a restaurant. Yeah, there's a lot of lamps. There's a whole variety. <laughs> yeah, that's, I think that's what it is, just the, the number, the sheer number of lamps, but you never know. I mean, there were a lot of ladders before. They probably weren't all there, so you never <laughs> <Right>. know. <laughs> it could have been props. Well, and there's, there's a bartender. There's oh, someone well, back major. behind the bar. Yeah. Oh, is there? didn't see that well yeah i'm assuming it's a bartender you can't you know you don't see much it's kind of maybe just a reflection maybe there's a mirror behind the bar but maybe it's a hotel bar you know it could just be a hotel bar one of the earlier ones or something like that you know they would have all those trappings it almost looks like i would say it was like an airport bar you know those sometimes you see those at airports and they just have this weird like this is supposed to make people feel comfortable (laughs) right but uh, (laughs) but it doesn't really 
you know so it's like a it's like a diorama of a bar and then not really it's, it's only on two walls right so right. And, and that works for camera that works yeah for just camera. off camera it's all you know it's, it's it's we see this you know this dark wood grain bar and then just off camera it's brightly lit linoleum and tile <laughs> right, exactly yeah it, yeah it's, it's just like it's like a moose on stage that's right yeah that's right preserved moose preserve this diorama <laughs> it's perfect it's perfect for it totally fits in Derek's you know oeuvre and what, and what he believes and everything definitely the pipe though the pipe is the, <laughs> the, pipe is the... <laughs> oh boy yeah it's a great accessory for him it's very he just has such a calm presence like you said just so just these guys embody i mean i feel like a broken record but these guys just embody these characters so completely oh i see the bartender now okay yeah right it reminds me of um i think you know the lukewarm water kind of thing it's uh just like in the when the 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 um, stonehenge thing goes bad and he's like can i ask a, a question <laughs> just you know legitimate he has a he has a legitimate question that he wants to ask and he's just he's just totally outside the drama Mm-hmm. You know, right. And that's, you know, he's got the, the choreography, you know, it's an important know. piece of information that he's, uh, <laughs> he's but this, this is all in line with, with what we know of Derek as, as a cancer. Uh, <laughs> right. Right. You know, Definitely. I'm sure it's a, it's a sign that's known for, uh, for being in the middle of, of fire and ice. The crab. Yeah. <laughs> a crab. Crab face. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, well, it's a little bit of a come down minute, but um Yeah. But the the tension is starting to boil over between right. the two. We'll get back to that soon. Yes. So speaking of that, is there anything else about this in particular minute or anything else we want to talk about before we wrap up episode sixty four of Spinal Tap Minute? Hmm. Well, I guess you guys probably talked about all the outfits in the studio before this, but I just think that uh, I, I just they just have that kind of like they're in the middle of a tour. They're trying to record some new stuff. I just love the way that they capture that moment, even though it's hard to watch and it, it doesn't last long, but it just adds to the believability of it. You know, I mean, they are a working band trying to write songs and and make their career work in the middle of this tour, everything's going wrong and they're still trying to be creative. I mean, that's, that's something that is, that's hard to capture and they do it, you know? So. Yeah. I think Sean mentioned last time, it's like, it's kind of maybe something to appease Nigel or just kind of get us, get the guys back to normal, you know, like, okay, we've had this whole Janine thing. We've had this whole, Stonehenge thing. We've had this Ian. Ian just quit. Right. So let's go back to like what we know best and yeah. what we're used to. And and you'd hope that it would be just this. Okay, we've got the gang back together here, and uh, but then it just kind of blows up. It can't. It doesn't. Yeah. Work. I mean, I don't know. Janine has ever really been in the studio with them before, even though she asserts her creative. Yeah. Uh, her and creative we, and influence we actually over don't... David. Yeah, and we don't see her. Obviously, right. her presence is felt. We don't actually, you know, she's not. Uh, she's right you know, she, there in the uh, uncut version. She is right over. Uh, oh, is David. she? 
Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, wow. She's right there. And like, it's not, she's not there for that specific one. Uh-huh. But I remember she's like, and I was like, oh, that's what he means by hanging over. He, she's like right there while he's trying to play it. Yeah. That's so, interesting. So they made an editing choice to edit her right out. Or there. maybe, so- yeah, maybe she just wasn't there specifically in that it, that was the best fight they had you know and they just yeah. had to take it but um yeah. yeah she is she is definitely there and uh i don't it's 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 a downer to watch that scene but it's uh it's interesting yeah i, I watched all i could but it was only a few minutes that i could watch <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it definitely, but yeah, yeah. I, um, go on Sean. i was just gonna say that it, it's it sets up some things that are coming up as far as yeah. the yeah. the evolution of this relationship between derek and or sorry uh, david and nigel but there's a certain sadness that i think some of the other scenes don't in that you know yeah this I, and that this is something that they set up kind of last minute this was not originally part of the tour right. that this was something specifically they did to kind of kind of press reset and reconnect kind of a timeout from the tour. We're going to go back into the studio. We're going to record this one song and, um, you know, kind of, yeah, just, you know, reset things. And, and it, it goes as, as horribly as everything else has on this tour so far. And yeah, the, the reason it made me think about the Beatles, I recently saw a documentary by Ron Howard about the Beatles and it was about the touring years Mm-hmm. of the Beatles and um uh, it was um uh, it was really pretty good and um but a lot of behind the scenes stuff of how hard it was for them to work i mean they basically had you know 2 weeks to make each album if wow. if that you know which is crazy to think that uh they just kind of stop and they're writing songs in the van and stuff like that but they actually talk about how wonderful it was to get back in the studio because it was that was when they weren't, nobody was their boss except for them, you know? Right. And so I don't know, you know, that's probably too much credit to give Spinal Tap in this case. But uh, my my guess is that a, a gig fell through. And so, and, and, and they had something to do with that time was to go back to the studio, you know? And so maybe that line was, because most of the other gigs eventually fall through, no spoilers. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I know, but that's, <laughs> That's interesting because I didn't think of that. So at this point where we're all talking right now, at this point in the movie, (laughs) they've just landed somewhere, right? I believe they're in Denver. In Denver. Or are they just getting to Denver? Yeah, they're not in Denver. Yeah, they're not quite there yet. That's not the way they cut it. They cut the plane at the end of the next minute. And so but don't they when they're sitting getting confused because sometimes I'm looking at a, a minutes ahead too and just kind of yeah, getting my head my head around this. Oh, okay. Aren't they sitting in the airport terminal just before this and saying such and such is just by the uh the trout what is it? Rainbow Trout Studios Rainbow trout is studios. just right by there. Oh. So even though we're seeing in, when Andy's going to join us for the next minute and it shows an airplane flight or airplane and the, um, the Chiron or the, the card or whatever come up, but aren't, aren't, isn't the scene supposed to also be in Denver? Well, I wonder, I wonder if they don't, they don't talk about the gig. I wonder if there was a, a concert in Denver that got canceled. Cause yeah. So in, Last minute, they're they're still in Austin. They're still in the city where the Stonehenge performance happens. And in the airport, 
I think it's I think it's Nigel who notes that their hotel is not far from Rainbow Trout Studio okay. in Denver. But then the next minute, you're right. Next minute, we see uh, they show a plane taking off to, and they're going to Seattle. They're, yeah, they're going to Seattle. Okay. So, so the only thing we see in Denver is them in the studio. Now, why are we going to an Air Force base? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. yeah, and let's not forget so, that they already had to give the tickets away, right, to get the people in, you know, right. previously. So it's like mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff happening so, that's kind of, you know. You're probably right. It probably Denver got canceled. You never know. I guess we'll never know. We'll have to. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I assume, you know, I mean, they could have flown directly from Austin to Seattle. There's no reason to stop in Denver unless there's a gig there. But then we, you know, they they notice that they're familiar with the studio that's nearby, and then suddenly they've got all this free time to uh, to try to record this song. So uh, yeah, they don't yeah. talk about it, but I don't know. Is that are we gonna do we count that know. as a canceled gig? <laughs> May, uh, yeah, I guess. And we, inf- we yeah they they go to Denver. They don't play a concert. So not that we see, and so far we've seen every every one of their shows, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what it made me think about it when um, I pre-watched the next minute and thought about what Janine is Mm -hmm. trying to do is she's trying to not have any losses, right? She's, she's, she's scrambling to get them something. Yeah. Wherever right. she goes, yes, <laughs> wherever they go, wherever it may be. So, if Ian yeah. was still around, he would just send them off to visit a graveyard somewhere. You know, he'd have <laughs> right. a, visit Jimi right. Hendrix's grave to cheer them up or something. You know? <laughs> right. They wouldn't be working an Air yeah. Force base or wherever. Uh, well, but know, she, so. she's hustling. Well, though, we're, you know what? We're getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> we are. Yeah. We are. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is yeah. This has been interesting. I'm glad you brought that up, by Andy. I, I didn't think of that, but now that we, now that we're right in the heart of this minute, yeah, mm-hmm. we can uh, we can uh, reference this in the next minute. So yes, we'll do that tomorrow. Yes. We'll Let's do that tomorrow. That tomorrow. Okay. okay. All right. So we'll, we'll sleep on it. Yeah. Let that let that just you know bounce around in our heads for a while. Yeah. Well, thank you everybody for joining us for episode sixty four of Spinal Tap Minute, and 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 so far just you know following along with us on this this crazy tour. <laughs> Whether our shows are canceled or we're heading up on stage, we're glad to have you all you know behind us, and we feel we feel your support. And I also wanted to you know give a shout out to the band that provides our wonderful intro and outro music which is Aloha Screwdriver. I haven't yeah. mentioned them in a while, but we're um uh, every time I listen to our episodes I'm always like, "Oh man, that was really great that these guys, you know, they they That's let us great. use one of their songs and it, it's really fun to hear every single time. So, shout out to Aloha Screwdriver. Thanks for playing us in and thanks for playing us out. Exactly. <laughs> They're flawless every time. Every time. Every time. <laughs> so, Andy, if, if any of our listeners weren't around for uh, your last tour with us, if folks want to see more of your work or hear for, more from you, where can they find you? Well, I've been around the world. Been around the world and elsewhere. No, but uh, <laughs> it's nice to be back. Thank you guys for inviting me back again. And uh, you can find my stuff at uh, andybrunton.com, A-N-D-Y-R-U-N-T-O-N, or Owly, O-W-L-Y, on Instagram or Twitter. Okay. 
Yeah, and I, I definitely suggest again if if any of our listeners weren't around for uh, for the last time Andy was with us, uh, check those out. It's uh, it's good stuff. Appreciate it. Thank you All so right. much. So uh, and then after checking that out, come back and hear us again. And uh, Andy, you'll be you'll be we'll keep you locked up, nice and safe <laughs> in the cupboard nice until little, tomorrow. Nice and, little uh, uh, bedroll here. I'll be good. <laughs> All right. All good. So until next time. And so say all of us, tap into into America. America. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, uncomfortable silence. (laughs) (laughs) Please cut this part out. (laughs) Uh, We're leaving it all in. But uh, so uh, just and uh, so Andy. 